0: Hi everyone. This is Natalie Jean. It's Natalie Jean. Yes, it's chatting with Nat, and today we have Ina, lead vocalist of the band King Queen. Ina of King Queen is an LA-based pop rock band. The band was formed by Swedish leaders, lead singer Ina, and has been seen on multiple platforms such as MTV, VH1. Out At TV, Reverie TV, and American Music Awards. In 2019, KQ released their EP, Get Loud, and music videos for both Running in Water and One Day. Running in Water had its premiere and screening at the 2019 Queer X Film Festival. King Queen has had nominations for Best Pop at the LA Music Awards Best Pop Song at HMMA Awards and won Music Video of the Year at the Indie Nation Awards. KQ's been performing Avalon, Long Beach, Pride Main Stage, opening for Justice out Web Fest, The Viper Room, OC Fair Boardners, DTLA Proud, Pershing Square Main Stage, Out at the Fair Tour, The Mint, LA Fashion Week, The Whiskey A Go Go, opening for Rock Band, Royal Distortion, Former Barbed Wire Dolls, toward the U.S., and more. In the end of 2020... KQ released a music video for their single, Roller Coaster, which earned a nomination for Rock Song of the Year at the 2021 Hollywood and music music in Hollywood and Media Music Awards. You would think I know how to say that. I've been to that event 500 times. Best Music Video at the Munich Music Video Awards and won the Best Band Award at the International Music Video Underground Awards in Paris. King Queen recently signed with Curtain Call Records and released their single Live It Up in April of 2021. The song had its radio debut on 95.5 KLOS Heidi and Frank show and will have a music video out June 6th. I'm sure it's out there now. King Queen is expected to release an album later this year. So let's give them a round of applause. Hi, Ina. How are you?
1: Hi,
0: I'm good. How are you? I'm living in a pandemic. It's been crazy. It's been crazy. Crazy. My God, a couple of years. It's been insane. How have you been during this, uh, this pandemic?
1: Well, I'm going to be honest with you. Um, In the beginning of the pandemic, I was pretty much um, yay, you know, all this time um, because, you know, I live in L.A. and for the past couple of years, like working as a music teacher, I was driving from students to students Mm -hmm. house and I was, you know, like always stuck in traffic and thinking, wow, like I love them, but this is not why I came here because I felt like I was lacking the time, uh, giving myself sitting in the studio or recording. And, you know, like I had time performing a lot, but not right. recording right. per se. So, um, in the beginning of the pandemic, I was just like, yay, you know, like recording editing mm-hmm. and all of that, um, which was amazing. And then another thing that the pandemic gave me, which. I mean, you can call it bad, you can call it good, it's life. It's just, it gave me a lot of insight of where I really am mentally Mm. as a woman, and made me realize, because, you know, before the pandemic, we were so busy living, where we didn't really get a chance to be in tune with ourselves, or really listen to what that anxiety is, and where does this come from and why do I feel like this and why am I anxious? And so uh, with that being said, with having so much time, it also gave me a lot of time to feel even more anxious. And so like now I'm on this journey actually where I'm working really hard um, with myself and I'm not speaking career wise, but like, right. just, you know, just like mentally and in a way at the same time as I hate it because it's painful, uh, I'm also grateful because what if I would have never sat down and dealt with it? Maybe the future, um, in the future, maybe like, you know, like I would have had some kind of breakdown that would hinder me from, you know, like just open up and be the person I'm supposed to be, I guess.
0: Right, right. No, I I, I can appreciate that because you actually answered one of the questions, but I'll ask you further uh deeper <laughs> and, and because the thing is and i've told a lot of people this is that you know the pandemic was obviously bad obviously um right. but there has been a lot of pros and there have been a lot of cons obviously the cons right. are people getting sick and people dying you know kids losing their parents people just losing family le- members left and right. right so much tragedy however when you look at the pros If you believe in climate change, my God, the trees, the animals were like, my God, we can breathe. We can do so many things out here. We don't have to see all these people. Again, with the downside, a lot of people were like, they never spent time with their families. They took the time to spend time with their children to get to know their children, to get to know their spouses. Some guy told me, you know what, I'm taking a step back from my work. I'm cutting back hours because I realized that I'm missing out on a lot. Um, right. It also, like you and I and a bunch of other people, took time to self-reflect. You know, who are mm-hmm. we as artists? How do we want to be mm-hmm. perceived? Uh, what are we going to do out there once once this is all done? Or what are we going to do while the pandemic is is happening? So right. that people see that we have changed our concept of who we are as artists. We want to be be per- perceived in a another another way. So right. as you were talking, you said you know you had time to self-reflect. So Did you see that um, you wanted to change who you were as an artist or do something even greater as Um, the artist you are now? So
1: the one thing I think, like, the time gave me, and, like, I've Mm -hmm. never, it's not that I've ever been dishonest before, but it made me want to be even more honest, and it made me want to be even, because I think we all realize, you know, this can all be over tomorrow. So why not give it everything you have? And I'm not saying like production wise, but like right. from your soul, like from your gut. And mm-hmm. and I will tell you like the past two weekends, because um, I just got back doing shows, um, I've never felt as connected to mm-hmm. the audience. Like, and I think because it just, we were so vulnerable together. And I think mm-hmm. like, I think it's, again, it's not that I wasn't before, it's just different now. And it's just, um, it's all about the audience. And, and you realize that it's it's not at all about you. It's all about the audience. And it's all about that connection. Um, And, yeah, so, and, and then there's another side to it. And, like, mm-hmm. being in the music business, like, what the one thing i said during the pandemic well we're still in a pandemic but i'm saying before the opening um it's don't go back to doing things that stress you out now what i mean by that like 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 of course you have to work hard but there are certain things that you really like what do you want to do is it important to perform yes do you have to perform at the viper room no you don't Do, do you have to sell tickets and pay to play no you don't like why are you stressing go 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 perform at a bar and and enjoy your life you know and and that's the kind of things that coming back to it I'm just like I'm saying no to a lot of things which is opening up other opportunities
0: that's awesome that's awesome yeah you get a different perspective when you sit back I know that during the pandemic I had time to um do a bunch of webinars oh my god on music that I would never right anything. I mean, I did one on TikTok tock the time. I do five videos a day. Who has time for that? But <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, um who, who really has time for that? But I learned about TikTok and how you can use it in different ways for your move, music right. or if you have some type of message that you want to relay to your fans or whoever, they, it's a great platform right. for um, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, the different ways to use it, the algorithms. I mean, I learned so much about the music business. It was crazy. Clubhouse, my God.
1: Right. I learned so
0: about sync and licensing and stuff like that so it did give us an opportunity to learn more about a lot of things it gave you know what's interesting to me I'm a very spiritual person so I I believe that even though in the chaos it gave people a break it just gave people people a a needed break like if you were praying for some kind of or or trying to manifest a break in your life you got it during the pandemic (laughs) I was praying not to be at my job for it. Yeah. I was praying, child. I was praying. And then the pandemic came, and I was like, oh. I was still working from home, but I was just like, oh, my God. I, I, I The stress level went down because I was like, I right. didn't have anything over my shoulders. I was able to do my thing. And then just like you, it's like I'm not going to stress about a lot of these things anymore. You know, even with music, music is a tough business. We ha- it's a lot right. of work. I'm not even gonna lie about that. But you're going to decide I'm not going to stress out on this gig when I can get do this gig. Things are just exactly. because that's my that that is my intention out into the universe. So I get what you're right. saying. You know, we don't we don't have to do all that stressing. Now during the pandemic did you do any live streaming?
1: Yeah, so I did a few and that's another thing. It's just I learned so much, like I you know like some of the ones i did for instance were um the ones where like you do a pre-recorded one and right. i i i did not like it because it was like all the editing and 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 i yeah, don't yeah. mind editing itself but it was like man like i'm not in front of people and then i said to myself i miss shitty sound guys <laughs> you know i was like i i miss I miss the imperfections. I was like, I miss that anything can happen. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah. So I, I didn't quite like it because it felt like it, it was just so supposed to be so perfect. And, 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 but I, at the same time, I never got to look anybody in the eyes and it just lost its meaning somehow. I don't know.
0: It's, it's crazy. Cause I never did live streaming till um, until the pandemic. Cause I hooked up with this, um, company called b B square management but um and yes. you know, sometimes there were people there sometimes there were a few people there sometimes it was a lot of people sometimes yeah. just singing so so it helped me in the sense that okay i I need to remember some of my lyrics so let me just practice <laughs> yeah. you know it was yeah. a lot of fun to stare into uh the camera and you know you you yeah. learn tricks and trades of a lot of different things i mean but it opened up this whole idea of this whole live streaming concept that you can do um and i think live streaming will still be a part of our lives even though things are opening i mean (laughs) let's be honest we have to find many different ways to make money we're not out here like mainstream artists making millions of dollars we have to compete against them you know obviously selling merch um streaming we could have to spend on spotify um we're not making much money there and so we have to find different avenues uh, to be able to make money. And one of the things I learned, obviously, is about, which I knew about, is thinking licensing and, and delving deeper into that. But yeah, live streaming is right. kind of
1: crazy.
0: But you can make money live streaming. Um. So right. how, how would you describe your music?
1: Oh, my music has gone through so many shapes and forms that I would call it melodic rock because you know like the one thing like people like new people say every mm-hmm. time like i've met i've met a new fan like at a show it's like oh i'm not really that big of a fan of rock but i like your rock right. so i can hear what you're singing so i i think yeah i would call it melodic rock um with
0: a purpose behind it with a purpose i like that um but what would you say is rebellious unconventional or unusual about your music
1: I think maybe not. Well, maybe yeah. music and myself. I'm I've never I don't sexualize my mm-hmm. stuff. Right. There this I I don't know. I'm just that toxic is like in none it's not existent. Mm-hmm. And uh which was a little bit scary in the beginning because I thought, you know, like Maybe I have to dress a certain way. Maybe this, maybe that. And, and uh, I was actually signed to a record label when I was younger. And, you know, like, they they would tell me what to wear. And I hated right. it. And I just, it was weird because I, I almost had to turn off when I went on stage. Like, I almost mm. had to go into a different character because I was so uncomfortable. So, like, the one thing with, like, leaving the label, what I loved the most was that didn't have to do certain things or sing certain things and i just i don't think as a woman that we have to look a certain way
0: to have right. people
1: listen to us um that, with that being said I am never going to judge any woman if they wanted to walk up naked on the stage, go ahead. Like, it's just, it's just not me. So like, it's just, I I don't mind if someone else does it. I'm just, for me, I, I, I just, I'm not comfortable doing it. And I think my, the rebellious part of it is that I have never tried to do it to get somewhere, I guess. I don't know, but I'm not saying other women are doing it to get somewhere either. It's just a personal preference.
0: And I and I love that you say that. You're like, it's not for you, but if somebody else wants to do it, it's okay. Because, you know, this past year for the Grammy Awards, there was much discussion about um, Cardi B and Megan Stallion's performance at the Grammy Awards. And a lot of people were offended. Um, they were calling yeah.
1: them
0: names and all kinds of things. and Well, you know, but the thing is, I, I was just like, why are you name calling these women? People know what they do. They've seen the music video. If you're gonna yell at anybody, yell at the Recording Academy. They knew what they were doing. They knew what kind right. of presented. And I think we have to do away with all these the name calling of women. You know, Cher, Madonna, Britney, even some of the yeah. guys are doing certain you know sexual undertones or whatever or overtones or whatever. Right. Be. Um, and I also believe that if we're artists, we we shouldn't judge other people's creativity oh no you know what i mean no, 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 that's no, no, no. We, yeah we don't want you to tell us what to do you know what i mean you don't want anybody yeah. to know you know i don't want you to do that that's just wrong <laughs> it doesn't it's in poor taste when well, you know what you're doing
1: yeah but that's the thing when i look at cardi b though i like live for her like that's so not mm-hmm. me but i like right. love who she is and that's the thing like everyone is different right so like I can appreciate any art like just because it's not my art so like when I look at Cardi B like I could never ever like call (laughs) her any type like I just think like she's rocking it and you know again it's just like maybe she would be super uncomfortable you know like in my position you know what i mean so it's like it's it's so it's just like i'm just not comfortable with it but when i see someone else do it and they own it i'm like that's hot like yeah good girl you know like yeah
0: Yeah. i mean it's it it's you know we're we're in the 21st century um i think women owning their own sexuality should be just something that's just normal i mean we're not going back olden days where we're all buttoned up and this that and the other and if being buttoned up is good for one person then that's good do your thing exactly yeah you never go to an artist that paints and say well you should have used this orange right here no you don't do that (laughs) you don't do that so don't do it to our artistic endeavors um while we're doing things out there so what was the moment in your life where you're like whoa I need to be in this music. I need to do the music industry thing. I need to sing. I need to rock it out.
1: always loved art. I Mm -hmm. always, always loved art, but I wasn't actually a really good, like I wasn't a good singer at at all growing up, but I really wanted to be. And so I worked really hard on my vocals. Like I, I, growing up, like these girls, like they had amazing angelic voices and my voice was just not there. And, I remember on their recitals, like it was like, they would sing like Mariah Carey or Whitney Houston and there's no way I could do that. So I would like sing right. more like male-based songs or whatever. So like for the longest time, I thought that maybe like, you know, I'm just like, you know, like just, I'm just going to write. And then, but I also do acting and I was cool with just, you know, tiptoeing to everywhere, like just doing art. And then like, um, I moved to London when I was 20 and I went to school there for music and it was amazing. I loved it so much. And, uh, but one year in, um, I realized that, okay, I can actually do this, that I don't have to sound any other way than my way. And, um, so, so I looked for another college because I really loved school and um, I wanted to find a college that was focusing more on like actually like your own art and your own writing versus studying the music. And um, so I found a uh, musician's Institute in Hollywood and I remember flying here and, and mind you, I didn't care where the school was going to be. Like I just looked it up and I was like, wow, that's so cool. So um, I came and I hated the environment. Like when I first came, not the school, but like when I first landed, came to Hollywood. I was like, "Oh my god, it's really dirty. People are kind of crazy." Right. This is like I had like a culture shock, and mm. I didn't know how to like even tell like anyone that. Oh my god, I don't think I actually want to be here, right? So like I was like, "Man, I flew all the way here from Europe. Like this is like you know like what am I gonna do now?" And so I got a free ticket to the Jay Leno show. Um, And I just went like randomly just went. And um, then like, you know, during like taping, they will have like, you know, like entertain the audience and interview the audience sometimes. Yeah. So um, they happened to interview me and they asked me what I do. And I say, I'm a singer. And then Jay Leno asked me up on the stage and I sang Michael Jackson, the way you make me feel. And It was just such a cool experience, and that experience was – that that changed everything because that was when I realized it doesn't matter where you are. You have to be where the opportunities are, right? Yeah, and I was like, this opportunity is never going to happen in London. It's never going to happen in Sweden. Like, this happened to me three days after being in L.A., and I never – turned around like i never looked back after that i just knew this is where i'm staying and i can deal with the culture shock this is where the opportunities are
0: as a woman in the pop rock arena do you think it's easy for you has it been hard do you think there women have you know way more strides to go in the music industry i
1: think i think what's hard for women is that we we were compared. We're constantly compared right. to what's hot right now. So when I moved here, even when I had a record deal, I was constantly compared to Lady Gaga, and mm-hmm. it was just like I I'm not I'm I'm not trying to be Gaga, and it was like there was no space in that moment because I w- you know there was Katy Perry, there was Gaga, Rihanna, right. like all they, that was what was popping, and like she was the one they compared me to. And it made me so frustrated because it didn't matter what I did. And I'm very like artistic and I will put glitter on my face and it's just not. I've done that my whole life. And it was almost like, well, do I have to change who I am? So I don't, I'm not compared, but then I'm just me. So it's confusing. So I think that's the only thing I will say that's been hard being a woman is that we are, very often compared versus I don't really see a lot of people compare guys you know I think they just have a different ride than us
0: that's true you know you bring a different perspective to it I didn't really think about that but that's true they're often comparing women to other women um which is horrible um so I'm going to play your song roller coaster tell us what that is about
1: So, Roller Coaster, I actually wrote that song about, like, 10 years ago, and I know it's funny that I just released it, but um, the song is about just being young, or, like, any age, I guess, Mm -hmm. like, and just giving yourself to someone and never getting it back, and um, it's just, I think we can all relate to those 3 a.m., text messages and feeling important for a second, but then we're really
0: not. So yeah. righty. Let's get a word from our sponsor, Woke we'll the Song. Hi, it's Jordan and Madison. And we're Jay Madison, Madison out of Nashville, Tennessee. We'd love to tell you about B-Squared Management, artist services by artists for artists. Get your press, branding, single release, and sync success plan now at bsquaredmgmt.com. And listen up to our latest single,
1: Down, now on Spotify. <laughs>
0: That song was great. Lots of fun. I was jamming. Thank you. I was jamming. How, how did you put your band together? How did that come about? Oh,
1: wow. So again, like going back to being signed, like I was just, I, I when I was signed, when I was younger, I was signed as a pop artist and right. it just before that I had always been in bands and it just like, it just didn't feel right. Like nothing felt right. And I remember, um, I remember actually like towards the end, like um, I met this producer, Kim Fowley. Um, he actually, um, he uh, he created the Runaways and he discovered Joan Jett and a couple, he worked with a couple rock bands like uh, back in the day.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: I've actually always wanted to work with him, which is so crazy that I even like became really good friends with him um because I've always been a big fan and then um he literally I spent the whole weekend with him in a studio we just worked on stuff and like I turned up my phone and everything and like I just like got to just like feel like myself again and do like rock and just be me and he helped me get out of my contract and literally like a month later I just I yeah I found I found people that wanted to joined my band. And ever since then, I've just, I just don't, I just don't want to do anything else. And I just don't want to like, I don't want to be in a place ever again where like, I'm not doing things that I'm not like where I'm not like passionate about. Um, Because I feel like a liar w- when I do, like if you go up on stage and you're not doing it the way that you feel is right, then I don't think you're entertaining the way that you were meant to be entertaining um so yeah that's kind of what happened and he he gave me that big push that i needed because i was so sad like i know that sounds weird but i was sad like i know like you're signed but you're sad it's like i i felt sad because i felt like locked and
0: right and you
1: know like yeah like it's music is your heart it's your love it's your everything like it should never feel like that so um yeah
0: i followed my heart in the end yeah followed your intuition now how did uh the whole signing with curtain call records come about so
1: um again like being signed you have a team you have people doing a lot of things right and so I lost all of that I went from like having producers and you know like studios and red camps and all that to having friends follow me around with phones and like film my stuff gorilla style. And, you know, after a few years, it's kind of tiring and you you can't do things alone. But I've always said, if I'm ever going to get signed again, it, it has to be when I feel like the, the sound is matching what I've had on my mind. Right. And um, where I'm walking in with something where I'm saying, this is it let's work but it's it's not changing you know like we can improve but this is it right um because i'm a, you know i've always want to learn but right. you know in the end of the day you you know who you are um so in the pandemic like i released uh, we released the music video roller coaster, mm-hmm. and i was very very proud of the music video and the song and the production and everything and that's when i said okay i'm i'm ready so I literally sat down for almost two weeks and emailed every freaking independent, not independent, like big, small label, like, and got to talk to a few. And what I liked with Curtain Call was that everything was very black and white. This is how it is. And, And it's just we got along so quickly. And I felt appreciated and I still feel appreciated. And it's just, um, it's a team rather than someone telling you what to do. Uh, right. So it was very cool. Yeah. And it felt right because it felt like, okay, this is an addition to, to what we have. It's not starting over. It's moving forward.
0: That's awesome. That's awesome. It's funny. Cause I often ask people, you know, uh, do you want to sign with a big label would you want to go indie do you want to stay by yourself and and somebody gave me a good perspective about signing with a, a, a huge label it's like you know when you're with a, any type of label though um you have a team that can help you um with big labels obviously they have a lot of money they can do a lot more stuff for you um it's what you're you're willing to sacrifice you know you can and right. she also like you can negotiate so it's not a bad right. thing to label with any label you just have to learn um to be able to negotiate um and, and you know still still remain who you are as an artist which i think is very important i think right now uh the world is craving authentic and real artists um they're tired mm-hmm. of to people that are just you know out there trying to chart and just singing whatever blah 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 yada yada um you know they want to feel they want something deep and real they want to feel like like they're your best friends and i think that um yeah even with all this tick tock instagram and stuff like that people what i've learned go towards the people that are real that are doing real things not the fake oh i right. want you to listen to music because because you know it's, it's yeah just, it's, it's it's just crazy this whole music thing is crazy what is your yeah. songwriting process like how do you go about writing a song
1: you know, it's very strange. Um, my, I mean, my sad, sad songs, like, are often tributes to, I don't like the word often because it's not like this happens often, but my right. sad tribute songs are to the ones we've lost in our life, right? right. Like, um, that has passed. And that comes very quickly And that is just this therapy that happens. Um, But the other song is very strange. It happens while I'm driving. It's literally, it's not even a plan. I'll, I'll, I I actually, I I don't listen to anything in my car, really. (laughs) So um, because everything's just so loud in this world, you know, everywhere you go. So I like to just have nothing on in my car. So often I'll just, come up with a, a melody but it just it's 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 not planned it just will come and then I'll use my voice memo on the phone and I'll sing into it and then I keep building the song in my car or if mm-hmm. I'm hiking or something like that where where I'm just where I'm in nothing basically that's when it comes and then uh once I've recorded it on the voice memo Um, and I come home and I sit down on the piano, uh, figure out like what key is the best key. And if I feel like, okay, let's move on with it. Then I'll go on my laptop and I build the song, the drums, send it to the band and say, let's rehearse and see how we feel with it.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Now we're going to play your song, live it up. What is that about?
1: So that one is funny. That one is actually the first time ever that um that a song actually didn't come to me through stillness or anything. Um it was literally we had a jam session and we wrote it in 15 minutes and it just it just happened. It it was just very organic and beautiful and it was just like, "Hey, let's do something funky." And it just happened and and the only request my bass player had was uh, don't make it a sad song and i'm like okay i won't so it's, it just became this um positive song we wrote together really fast
0: all righty here we go <laughs> thank you now what is the one thing you wish you had learned or known before you entered the music industry
1: you know I don't like regretting stuff so like mm-hmm. it's kind of like if I like answer that that means <laughs> things would be different
0: and huh <laughs> I mean for me I'll tell you what it is for me yeah. I wish I had yeah, done more me. research on people okay. because when you start yeah. out in music industry, there are a lot of scammers that will come at you and right. say, oh, I can do this, and I can do that. And when you're very green, you you really don't know better, and if you don't have a support system around you, that'll help you understand that not everybody's your friend, so to speak. Um, I yeah. wish I could do more, more research on people that contacted me.
1: You know, I'll agree with that because I've, I've had a lot of people where, like, they wanted to be my manager, for instance, and mm-hmm. Like, I I have been, like, I found out, like, you know, like, I got paid, but I didn't get the amount that I should have been paid and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And then they, like, it's just, like, yeah, so I guess you're right. that That's one thing. You should always try to protect yourself. Do your research. Like, maybe, like, if they have a website, look up the roster. And there's no shame in asking those artists, like, how has your experience been with this person? You know, like, um because you're right, and and a lot of us we're we're not living in our hometowns. We don't have our families around us, and um, it can be hard. And and you you want to make these decisions, but uh, yeah, I I will agree with you.
0: <laughs> All right, now what advice would you give somebody else trying to get into this industry?
1: Do it. If that's like, <laughs> it's hard. It's it's hard. You know, it's it's hard. But I think. I think anything in life that you love is hard because with love, there's pain. There's not just happiness. So I think, like, um, it's hard, uh, but at the same time, you know, like, you're so very lucky. Like, if you're just starting out, like, you have the internet, you know, like, we didn't have, I mean, I didn't have what's out there today. Yeah. Like, I mean, do you remember printing CDs and how much that cost? (laughs) And, like, yeah, so like, in a way, like, you know, go for it. Like, you you can upload stuff on Spotify these days and take it down the next week if you don't want it up there anymore. You know, it's just so, it's just, yeah, do it. Always follow your heart, no matter what, yeah. what you it's want to get. it's easier for
0: people to do music now. It's way easier. Yeah. You don't, yeah. Need, you don't necessarily need a label. You can just create a song, find a distributor. Yeah. You can do CD Baby yeah. Tunes, for whatever, Distro kit. And just say, Oh, I'm yeah. gonna put music. There you go, and then you're a star. Um, exactly. so it's not like back in the day where you had to struggle trying to get the C D together. Oh my god. To Oh my god, the struggle <laughs> was real. Um, so one last yeah. question. Um, what is a quote or a message that you like to live by? It's very
1: short and I just always say it and I just recently tattooed it on my body and it's just get loud. Like whatever right. you're doing get loud
0: get loud about it yeah, yeah. no i like that that's that's very perfect is it? because i think <laughs> a lot of people are afraid to get loud. they like to be sit in the silence while everybody else is like getting loud but sometimes you just gotta what get loud no i agree with you 100%. Get loud. get loud right but but that yep.
1: can also be in anything that can be,
0: yeah.
1: it doesn't necessarily mean like, you know, scream on top of your lungs. It's just like, it's just be you, get loud, like mm-hmm. wear what you want to wear, Um, eat what you want to eat, sing what you want to sing, like all of it, just be you, get loud.
0: Amen. Amen. Be you, be your authentic <laughs> self. I love it. Thank you, Ina, for being on Chatting with Nat. It has been my pleasure. You are awesome. We've been friends on <laughs> for a hundred years now. Um, <laughs> I know.
1: I, I I realized that actually when I when I looked at everything because
0: uh, I told you like it went through the
1: jungle. I was like, hold on. Yeah. I know, Nat. So I'm very excited <laughs> that we got to chat.
0: Exactly. I'm just to it's actually today. I was just like, wait a minute. I know, Sabrina. Get out of here. I know this. <laughs> young lady. Right. so that's awesome so yeah. thank you for being on chatting yeah. with net um it's a pleasure and hopefully one day we can do the ig live thing get you on there would love that okay. well have a nice evening and have a great week you too thank you so much Thank you. And that was Ina, vocalist of the band King Queen on Chatting with Nat. You can just Google her. You'll find all of her information. She is awesome. She's with it. And remember, get loud. Until next time on Chatting with Nat. Chatting with Nat is a podcast for independent women